Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically watches and enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. And I almost made it all the way through that. You did. It was good, though. I love it. It was a little bit different than the other one, so I think... I know. I I didn't read it this time. I could... Yeah. It was... I wung it. It felt very natural. It was was wonderful. I wanged it. You wanged it. All right. So what have you been watching this week? What have I been watching? Oh, so last week I talked about how I've been on a true crime kick, and I'm still definitely on a true crime kick. And this week I've watched a lot of, like, YouTube true crime videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched, like, a lot and read a lot of stuff on the internet because, you know, that's how it just, you know. Once you start watching true crime, then you're, like, Googling every person and trying mm-hmm. to figure it out for yourself. You're so in that's the subreddits. Me, but I, exactly. Just creeping on in. Um, and then I've also, I also watched, I rewatched the first season of Teen Mom, Young and Pregnant, which is like their newest version of Teen Mom, which only lasted like two seasons, but I rewatched the first season because I needed some good trashy, like mama drama. Mm-hmm. So that was good. That was enjoyable, but that's pretty that's much good. it. What have you been watching? So I watched Indian matchmaking and it blew my fucking world. Um, it was so good. Yeah, Kyler and I watched the first episode of it, and we really liked it. But then we, for some reason, haven't picked up the rest. But I, it was the first episode was really good. It was so it's top quality. It's so funny, but like, yeah. it's just like understated funny. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's really and good. God, yeah, the matchmaker. She just cracks me up because she's trying so hard to be nice and be like, all these thirty-six-year-old women are just being picky. Yeah. Right. <laughs> god yeah no have you gotten have you seen aparna yet yes i have seen her she's did you was it the first episode where she talks about the salt flats i don't think so okay i've seen that part well you have that to look forward to i'm i'm excited for because she she was uh when she was like describing her dating life and what she wants i was like so you just don't want a relationship is what it sounds like but okay yeah yeah she just wants like (laughs) A little bitch boy. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, I get, so... Oh, yeah, it's fine. I understand. I She's a powerful lady. But it it goes on throughout the show that you find that she doesn't actually really like being a lawyer or anything. Okay. So the matchmaker has a huge problem with who to match her with. <laughs> nice. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, look, to watch the rest of it because I was really into the first episode, so... Yeah, it's good. Um... We've also been watching... Oh, last night we watched The Old Guard, which is this new Netflix movie with Charlize Theron being, like, a badass action person, but it a, 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 doesn't have a plot. Of course not. Those <laughs> movies never have a plot. <laughs> I gave it three stars on Letterboxd out of five because I gave two for Charlize Theron and one for the other lead lady, and I was like, you, you know... That's fair. It was fun. It yeah. was fun. Didn't have yeah. a lot of plot. It was just kind of like if a fan fiction was made into a movie with a big, huge budget. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all we've really been watching. We finally mm-hmm. fucking finished Star Trek Enterprise, which... Hell yeah. Wow. The last five seasons of that show... Five, five seasons. Five episodes of that last season. You get, like, a mirror universe. You get everything like i don't know they just did like an entire show in five episodes they were just like let's try to squeeze in as much stuff as we can before the show ends yeah all these ideas that we've had in our notebooks they all have to happen 
<laughs> my weird um, like factoid is that Enterprise is only the second Star Trek franchise thing to ever be canceled. So <laughs> that tells you that how, makes sense. <laughs> how it went. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, I think we really haven't been watching that much stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't watched a ton this week either. Okay, so this week we're going to do a continue, kind of a continuation of last week's episode, and we're going to talk about the fourth, fifth, and sixth episode of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Last week we talked about the first three episodes. This week we're going to talk about the second three episodes, second set of three episodes. Yeah, the other half of the episodes. And yeah, I think um, I did read, though, that the second set of six episodes will come out sometime later this year. I don't think they have like a set date yet, but it's going to be this year. So yeah, I think I saw that too. And there's another one that they split up into two seasons, but they had already filmed the other half of something, but I can't remember what it is now. Oh, well, Oh, well, gone from me. We'll never know. (laughs) Um, yeah. Okay. So episode four, episode four, ride home. This follows the, Disappearance and death of Alonzo Brooks, who went missing after a party in April 2004 and then was found like a month later in a creek. By his family, like 200 fucking meters from where the party was. Yeah. <sighs> it's. I mean, yeah. the thing about these three episodes is I feel like we know who did all of them. Pretty much. Maybe not specifically, but we know who did all yeah, of them. Yeah, it's less of like a mystery as to who did it and more just like... I don't know, mystery of being able to prove it, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I guess that's just that it's unsolved, Right, essentially. because there's no, like, concrete evidence. Yeah. Yeah, so this one started out with his mom, which was really sad, Maria. Mm-hmm. And they were all talking about... Okay, so, first of all, I just have to... For people who don't, like, speak or know French words, the fucking place that they went to in Kansas is literally called The Swan... I was wondering, yeah, I was wondering what, like, why in Kansas would there be a town in French? I don't know, but I feel like, I feel like it's racist. The swans. Swans are all white, man. Wow, yeah. It well, feels and that's, like this town. Yeah, I think that this, this episode, um, it's, it's very clear that it was, had to have been racially um, motivated, but the cops just don't want to believe that which is not a surprise in any way shape Mm -hmm. or form cops don't give a fuck and they definitely don't give a fuck about anybody darker than mayonnaise in kansas yes that is true (sighs) so basically the story takes the story starts with um alonzo going to a party with a group of his friends in april 2004 um this party again it was in what's it called they pronounce it lacine Okay, that's how it's so, going to be pronounced. That's, that's how it's gonna, pronounced that's in how, Kansas. I mean, shit. We have the university just up the road across the river in Ohio. That's Rio Grande. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, yeah. We, can't we really get it. We understand. Cast stones here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to this party, which was like an hour away from where they lived. Um, and there weren't like a ton of people at the party that <clears throat> these group of friends actually knew. Like they knew a couple of people, but it was, like I said, it was an hour away. So it was a lot of new people. And Alonzo was the only black person there. The only black mm-hmm. person there. Um, so, let's see. Okay, so Justin was Alonzo's... Hello? 
Hi. Okay? Yes. Yeah, no, I just got upset all over again about how fucking just dumb as shit these t- early 20s, late teens boys were leaving their one yeah. black friend to be the one black friend at a party in Cowboy Hickland. Yeah, it's it was like that's just like I don't understand these friends at all because the person that he that Alonzo rode to the party with Justin had to leave at some point to go get cigarettes and he ended up getting lost and I don't even really know. Dude, it's 2004. Just use your data for MapQuest. Exactly. Like you have a cell phone obviously you're calling them cuz he called a friend um adam who was at the party he wasn't in this at all and like i want to talk to him because he was supposed to be giving alonzo a ride home like what is his take on what happened yeah he just he just just said oh like justin said that adam had told him oh you know i thought that he had i thought that he had already left i didn't see him anymore which honestly maybe he had already been taken at that point in time yeah yeah he could have been but yeah it just didn't really seem like any of his friends were really concerned with like how he ended up getting home, and that's not cool in any way. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think definitely as ladies, we have a different perspective on this. Because dudes, most of the time, you go to a party where you don't know anyone, you pass out drunk, wake up the next morning, you're fine. <laughs> Nothing bad has happened to you other than someone drew a dick on your face or something. Right. Yeah, that's not the case for, for women, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like whenever you're in public, even with like a group of girlfriends like i'm always like watching out and making sure that like nothing weird is happening and that none of the my friends are just like isolated alone because some shady shit can happen and that's Mm -hmm. what happened to alonzo because the next morning um alonzo was not in bed his mom did not find him in bed which was odd for him to just like stay over at a friend's house and not let her know where he was or not come home so mm-hmm. they started like frantically calling everyone and soon I guess everyone at the party kind of realized that nobody knew where he was or what happened to him. Mm-hmm. I did appreciate his black friend that he had. I can't remember what his name was, but you could tell when they were talking about the next day, he was just like so furious that these fucking white dudes like 16 years later, he's like, y'all fucking abandoned him. Yeah, and like I said, it was the he was the only black person there, and I think they even said like there there was like some like racial slurs that were heard or something. I feel like there was something mm-hmm. like a mention of that. So like, and also you're in fucking middle of nowhere, Kansas. Like, use your judgment. You know that they're not going to be like super welcoming to black people most of the time. So though, I guess as a white man, you probably wouldn't know that at the age of nineteen. I guess not. Oh, to live a life. <laughs> yes really <laughs> but yeah no um then they found his fucking shoes and his mm-hmm. hat and also he had an ankle injury and the police were like oh he probably was just walking home first of all it's an hour away he has an ankle injury and he's not wearing any shoes mm-hmm. i think you can rule out him just walking home mm-hmm. yeah they found his shoes and a hat at the like right off of the road where the party was um like kind of just haphazardly like basically it looked like they were thrown out a window or something mm-hmm. um yeah and that's all they saw that's all they really found of him for like a month yeah yeah and i mean they did seemingly do at least some of their due diligence they had in scent hounds as well as cadaver dogs and they had a helicopter fbi kansas bureau of investigations everybody was there they didn't fucking find anything until Mm -hmm. they finally released the scene 
and said, as the family, you can now go and look if you want. Yeah. And then they fucking found him within 30 minutes. Within thir- like, right away. And he was, like, in a spot where, like, they definitely would have seen him. So I, I just, like, it's clear to me that the body was moved there. <clears throat> yeah, and, like, fact. intentionally traumatic. Because it's like, I'm sure the sheriff was like, okay, scene's closed. I'm sure the family will be up here. And as they said in the show, he told someone and they told someone and whatever. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, let's really fucking traumatize this family. Yeah, it's it's fucked. But, yeah, so they found him in the creek, basically, and the medical examiner could not really make a determination as to what exactly killed him. He said it could have been drowning, but there's not, like, explicit signs that say it was drowning. It could have been strangulation, but, like, the tissue on his neck was gone because it had been eaten by animals, basically. Um, And it could have been, like, some type of other injury that, because of how long it had been and that the fact that his body had been exposed, you know, to the wilderness for at least a little bit, like, yeah, it basically was not able to determine what actually caused him to death and to death, what actually caused him to die. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think this is one of the ones that's only a secret because everybody knows that they were involved and it's Mm -hmm. like, everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Um, they said that, like, the family said that when they found him that he didn't look like he had been in the water for a long time. Mm-hmm. So all of the cops who were like, oh, he was probably, like, snagged on a branch or yeah. up in the stuff and then the flooding and the rains coming in. Yeah, like, that's bullshit. Yeah, it had a scene where his mom was, like, he had all of the stuff that was on him when he died. And it was, like, his wallet and all of, like, the bills and paper and everything was, like, completely in mint condition. So it's like, this mm-hmm. guy had not been in water for a month. That's clear. Yeah. It was like he had, like, paper pay stubs in his pocket and they were mm-hmm. not disintegrated. And, you know, that happens in, like, 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty clear <laughs> that he was just put in the creek, um, like, yeah, right before they found him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. This one's real fucking bummer because it is it's just it's... shitty fucking white supremacists mm-hmm. getting away with bullshit. Mm-hmm. What else is new? Am I right? But I did see, and I think I sent you this article that um, his body is actually being exhumed because of this show, and I guess some tips that they've gotten in. So I mean, maybe this will be salt. Like maybe we'll actually have a firm answer as to what happened to him because mm-hmm. I feel like it can't be that hard. Like. It has to be there. It's not like there were so many people at that party. Somebody has to know something. It's just, yeah. 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 Well, and I think, eh, I think honestly, this will probably be even more effective than like the press, the news, you know, the press conferences or whatever that people hold Mm -hmm. to find information about their missing or murdered loved ones. Because like, this is like, okay, look at the impact you've had on his entire fucking family. You can't tell me that there's not going to be one lady in Lacine, who's not like, fuck, I guess I have to tell people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that it really does appeal to the emotions because you're seeing everyone's perspective. You're not just seeing some like rando cop being like, if you have any information, please call us. Like, that's mm-hmm. not really tempting. Yeah. No, this definitely, if anybody sees it there, which I'm sure everyone has fucking watched it there. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely it's not like they're you know anything that happens in their town is featured very often on television program mm-hmm. it's kind of like how everyone here lost their minds over the heroin with the e in parentheses for the 
um, it was the documentary on Netflix that mm-hmm. had like, Jan Raider and everybody on it down here in Huntington, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, let's all watch that. And I'm like, cool, we're all just watching some documentaries about the tragedies of addiction. Yeah, it's like, I don't really need to watch that. I, I, I know all about it, and I, yeah, I see I, it every day. Uh, live here. Yeah, so we see, the, yeah. we see the consequences of it pretty much every day. But yeah, no, um, this one just feels so cut and dry and it feels it does. so fucking shysty mm-hmm. that they didn't check that white shed and didn't let anybody check it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bullshit and it's sad and I think it's just further, like, I think in general, I think a lot of times, especially when teenagers, I feel like, go missing or like, not, he wasn't a teenager, he was a young adult, young adult, whatever, yeah. go missing. A lot of people just like brush it off and assume they, they left like on their own accord but i feel like that's especially probably true for like minorities and Mm -hmm. people just like don't really care and that was just evident in this episode and it was really sad like the fact that they found his shoes and hat and then his mom called and was they were like we had to wait 48 hours and i'm like no that's not actually true anyway (laughs) it's not true they they always try to tell you that but it's not true and also like that is firm evidence that like there was foul play like don't give a fuck they don't that's just the truth they just didn't want to catch anybody Mm because i'm sure maybe it was even one of fucking them yeah that would not surprise me at all Mm -mm. he's got the ability to put people and stuff in their cars and have nobody question it Mm -hmm. cops yes just look (laughs) at the golden state killer am i right yeah you're right you're right (laughs) (laughs) okay let's move on let's move on to episode five which was completely like on a different note levity here yes this This is a a little bit lighter than the other one there are definitely some traumatized people here but probably everyone's alive yeah everyone's alive and no one really remembers getting fucked up by an alien so yeah, they don't remember, like, the... They just remember bits and pieces, but they don't remember any... Like, nobody stated they remembered... Remembered. I cannot speak today. No, Nobody stated that they remembered anything <laughs> super violent or anything. So, this episode, I think it was called Berkshire UFOs. Mm-hmm. It um, happened on September 1st, 1969 in Berkshire County, Massachusetts, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like... M- Basically, it's an unexplained phenomenon that, like, multiple people experienced at the same time on the same night. It's a UFO, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. It and was I, cool. I mean, it's 1969. Mm-hmm. I, got, I, got some, I got some conspiracy theories brewing up oh, yeah. in my soul about this I'm, one. Because I was like, yes, yes. Oh, when was MKUltra? <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's weird like it's this was crazy to watch i'd never heard about this and... i not either and i love alien shit like i went to new hampshire with my friends three years ago two years ago where we stayed up in maine and then we drove the betty and barney hill ufo nice, thing nice so we did not see any ufos that's sad i know but these people did <laughs> they fucking uh, did so yeah they, this this episode had like a bunch of different, I guess, perspectives on what happened, what they saw that night. So there was one resident who, her name was Jane, and she was mm-hmm. driving with a friend, and they saw bright lights that made it really difficult for them to drive. So they pulled over, got out, and they saw, like, this huge floating thing that was just floating with light, making absolutely no noise, and it just, like, 
lifted up and floated away. Yeah. And that seems to be pretty much what everybody saw. Mm-hmm. Bright, li- Woo! Bright <laughs> lights being really still and then just whooping up into the sky, yeah. which, hell yeah. Yeah, and everyone seemed to report that there was, like, absolutely no sound. It was just complete silence, which is really scary to think about. Mm-hmm. But also, are they sprinkling LSD from the sky? Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You never know. So then there were a couple... Sorry, go ahead. No, you no, go. No, you go. You go. You no, go. You... Okay. No, you go. Okay. <laughs> you continue onwards, milady. Thank you. <clears throat> so then there were a couple of cases or I guess witnesses who actually like experienced basically like an alien abduction. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was Tommy who was a child at the time. Um, he reported hearing a voice from a window. I think he was at a babysitter's house or something. And it said, you need to go home now. So he tries to run home and the babysitter like walks out the door and he's just literally just running in place. He cannot run. Then he sees the UFO and it beams him up mm-hmm. and he, he's gone for seven whole minutes and then mm-hmm. he's just back. And then he was, like, kind of stuck. Even yeah. Though, like, he, was, he said he was, yeah. like, stuck to the ground, even though his brother saw him come down to the ground and was like, let's go. Let's fucking go, man. Yeah. Th- he said there was, like, a beam on, on him at the time, and he couldn't move. Like, the beam, like, s- like held him to the ground, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see. So there was also Melanie and Mary. Mm-hmm. They saw basically the same stuff. Um, they were... Supposedly best friends, but... Supposedly. I mean, they were like 12, but <laughs> I choose to believe that Mary and Melanie lived a long life together. Yes. <clears throat> and Melanie seemed kind of fucked up about it, and Mary's dead now. That's and cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's I interesting guess. because... So Melanie also remembers like being, put, being laid out on a ship, but she doesn't remember anything else other than that. But Tommy states that she... He remembers seeing Melanie in... The, the craft but melanie mm-hmm. said she doesn't remember seeing anybody else Mm-mm. and then she was found out by the lake they yeah. had then been driving by yeah. yeah and then she walked home okay so like i speaking of ghosts and this is vaguely on topic you know how they always are like oh we're gonna do the recordings to hear the ghosts mm-hmm. like everyone fucking podcasts now how have we not all heard ghosts because we like at least one of us has to be in a haunted house I know, and our ho- both of our houses are so old too. So, like, you would think that one of the, at least one of them is at least a little haunted. But yeah, I haven't haven't gotten any evidence so far, which is disappointing. What's the uh, point in having an old house if it's not haunted? So I think ours might be a skosh haunted. Oh, that's good. Like, I don't really believe in ghosts, but also sometimes I think there's a ghost cat in our house Definitely. because I'll be like laying in bed and I'll feel a cat jump up onto the bed, and there won't be a cat on mm-hmm. the bed. But, like, that's my ghost experience. Honestly, that's... If you had to have a ghost experience, a ghost cat would be, like, amazing. Pretty sick. Like, you don't have to feed and water them. Mm-hmm. Don't feel bad about going on vacation. No, exactly. And it's like... <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, ideal. Ghost cat, perfect pet. Must buy a house with it. Yes, must buy... Must... That's on my, like, list of must-haves. Must be haunted mm-hmm. by a ghost cat. Must have walk-in shower. And the ghost cat. Yeah, ghost cat, shower, no bad wallpaper. Yes, that's important. Central air. That is that <laughs> is the most important one. Yeah, I'll, I'll take just malevolent ghosts as long as it's got that good, good central air. That's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> Do you... So, okay. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. 
about aliens now okay. and their ships. Do you think that spaceships are going to be air conditioned? Like, I know that they can be temperature controlled, but will they have like vents or like? I don't know. I guess I have so many questions I guess about it's how just, space travel works. Yeah, and it's like we don't know what kind of technology that they have that we don't have. Yeah, like so, if we have a like a warp drive, like we're in Star Trek, like why have we not invented some kind of better temperature controlling? Yeah, device? really. That's what I need. God, yeah, it would be so good. Like where you could just turn off the humidity. That's yes, just in the world, please. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think that's called global warming. It'll just oh. be really hot. <laughs> Whoops. I don't wish for that, I guess. Shit. 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 Um, okay, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Got way off track there. But um, I think the last people were the Sheffield yes, people. Yes, they were on the bridge. Yeah, and... Thomas and Matthew were on the fucking covered bridge, which... Mm. Colorado does not have covered bridges and so when I moved here and they had covered bridges I was like shitting my pants over it yeah yeah there I feel like bad things always happen on covered bridges like that's always like a scene that you see in here I mean the headless horseman's always on the other end exactly of exactly it's just they're creepy but yeah they saw so they were <laughs> going through a bridge and they saw like beams and orbs and they felt pressure change they felt like they were underwater and then they see the UFO and then there's, like, a loud eruption of noise, and that's all they remember. And then, like, they wake up three hours later, and it seemed like like their car was parked in the place where they started out at. And it everything seemed normal except for, like, the passenger and the driver had switched seats. Mm-hmm. So... It, and it was yeah. the mom and the grandma, and yeah. the grandma didn't know, like, how to drive. Right, yeah. So it's not like she would have just been driving. Yeah, it's yeah crazy. Totally wild. And then all of these people pretty much reported it to the radio station guy, mm-hmm. Tom J. Tom J the DJ. Tom Day the G Tom J. Tom J the DJ. That's that's a tongue twister right there. <laughs> yeah. So that was weird and good and cool that like everybody fucking saw it. Yeah. But it's interesting because they had a like a police officer um go through like their reports on that day and there was like no peculiar activity in their reports. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of Even though Tom Jay had said that he started hearing stuff on his radio, like his ham radio that he had to listen mm-hmm. to the police scanner and stuff. He said that he started hearing all these calls in to the cops about yeah, so, like, weird shit. Definitely they got calls. It's just interesting that there's no record of them. Yeah, they just were like, ah, oh, loony bin. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, I, I don't remember which cop this is, but did... The cop right around that time fucking looked like Stephen King to you? Yes. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Yes, 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 cool. yes, yes, for sure. I was like, Stephen King's in this? And I was like, all right, this is real. <laughs> put a, you put a covered bridge in there, it might be Stephen King. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's in the, it's in the um, you know, New England, so it definitely mm-hmm. could be Stephen King. Um. But yeah, I just, I don't really, I just don't know what to think about this because it's interesting that there's like no physical evidence whatsoever, like nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's just, it's just like a bunch of people's tales, but they're all, they all like seem to corroborate each other's. They all happened at the same time. It's just like something clearly happened that night, but what exactly was it? I know. So when we went on that trip to New Hampshire, we stopped at the... 
I think at the, it was the University of Concord where they had a whole archival display and I like talked to the archivist and was That's like, cool. hey, bud, can we get a tour of this stuff? And he's like, yeah, you can look at anything you want. Just let me know what day you're coming. And so we like went through all their like diaries and all the like handwritten stuff. That's and awesome. they had Betty Hill's fucking dress that had the weird discoloration on it and everything. And I was just like, fuck, weird shit was happening in New England in the late 60s. <laughs> Yeah, for for real. That's that's the truth. It was so weird. And like I don't know, man. What if the government were just was just testing on all of them? That's I mean that I think that that's at least a, a decent theory that it was some type of government weird test that they're trying to keep quiet. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, yeah I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. It's weird, but it's cool. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Betty and Barney Hill was February 25th, 69. Yeah, this was September 1st, 69. Oh, no, wait, wait. This is September 61. Okay. But yeah, it's Barney like... Barney died in 69. Gotcha. Yeah, this was... Yeah, I don't know. It seems weird. And then there's all the, like... I don't know, there was just such weird shit happening in America at that point in time. Yeah, it, it was a weird, a weird time. For sure. Mm-hmm. But like, I was thinking like, if this happened today, you would expect somebody to have gotten some type of, you know, picture or video on their phone. Like, it's, it's interesting that this, you know, happened in the 60s when that stuff didn't exist. I wonder what kind of evidence we would have if this happened today. Mm-hmm. And probably why the government and probably other governments got smarter about stealth, secret yeah. stuff. Because someone's going to see you. Yeah, d- definitely. And yeah, a bunch of people saw them. So not mm-hmm. not super sneaky there. I know. It's so weird. Alien abduction stories in general to me are so weird. Like, I don't... I very rarely believe someone who says they've been abducted yeah. by aliens. But I believe that aliens exist. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they give a fuck. That's yeah, that's really it. Like why would they care? Like why would they want anything to do with us? We are trash. And like if they have the capability to get here from like a whole different galaxy, we're not going to see them. They're just going to zap somebody off the face of the earth yeah. and like uh what's it the bible the rap the rapture? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said the rupture. <laughs> the rupture. The you rupture. Know. Close enough. But- yeah, but the, yeah like they're this, just rapturing people out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I Yeah, I definitely believe, like, aliens of some form exist. I agree that I don't think that they care, and I don't necessarily believe in a lot of alien abduction stories, but this was this was definitely an interesting, interesting watch. Mm-hmm. I liked good. that I liked that they had so, like, they had, like, five different people who, like, firsthand experienced it on the show, which was good. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I really think... That something happened to them. Yeah, yeah, something did. It's just, I have no idea what it could be. Who knows what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. All right, I feel like I've talked enough about air conditionings and spaceships now. Let's move on to, like, murdering people and then murdering more people and then taking their children and keeping them. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, let's talk about that spelling of Lena. Yeah, I don't... L e i n i a h. Yeah, is how it was that's spelled, not how it's spelled. Wild. I just put l e n a. Like I just spelled it like normal in my notes because I'm like I cannot. My brain will not process that name. I know. I did too. I wrote it the right way one time, and I was like, "This is too many eyes." That's enough. 
Like, I'm sorry, Lena, your mom is a piece of shit who fucking murdered you because you wanted to tell on her. But. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the details of this one. This one was like, this one pissed me off so much. Mm -hmm. I was so pissed off at this one. Yeah, because this this one's only fucking unsolved because they don't have the evidence. They don't have bodies or anything. Exactly. This um, episode follows the disappearance of Lena Chapin, who went missing in 2006, um, though her mother claims that she ran off with a guy to Florida and abandoned her son. Uh, But nobody believes that because... Lena basically knew and actually, I think, helped or at least witnessed her mother killing and disposing of her one of her stepfathers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her, the third husband of Sandy. Something like that. She had a lot of husbands. She um, did. Also, she had six daughters. That is fucking crazy. Can you imagine? Yeah. No. Oh, shit. Well, six daughters is too... Six children is too many. Well, yes. Yes. But I just can't imagine having six kids and them all being girls that's yeah that's a that's a household that is um so yeah the children all grew up in a very unstable household like we said she was with a lot of dudes just kind of moved them around yeah they said that she never stayed in a relationship more than like two or three years but she like married a lot of people anyway one of her husbands was Albert McCullough, who was a great stepfather. Everyone really loved him and everything. But, of course, Sandy got bored of him. And so he moved on. she moved on, and she moved on with his brother, Gary. She mm-hmm. loved brothers. She had a thing for brothers, I guess. Mm-hmm. She liked brothers and married men. Beautiful. <laughs> how, much, how much shit can you stir? Exactly. That's, that's really what she wants to do. Yeah. So... Her and Gary get married and everything is fine for like a couple of years. Then she gets bored again and she starts dating Chris Klemp, which is mm-hmm. not a good name. Klemp. I know. For some, I don't know. This whole, this dude, Chris Klemp, just, mm, he feels like every skeezy dude that you've gone to high school with. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Like with the little fucking like soul patch. Just. Yeah. No. Um. So Gary finds out that she's dating Chris and also, um. I think she was, like, writing fraudulent checks under his name, and he was getting in trouble yeah. for it. Yeah, and he got arrested for it. So yes. then that was his final straw was, so, I want to get a divorce because. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. It's fine. That's 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 a good enough reason. Um, yeah, baby. You do what you need to <laughs> You do. do it. But, of course, right after he files for divorce, he goes missing. Uh, but there's really, like, no question as to what happened to him um, because, like, all of her kids stated that one day they just come home from school and the mom is trying to basically, like, keep them out of the house. Be like, hey, there's mm-hmm. kittens over there. Go look for the kittens. But one of the daughters has to go in to get something and she sees her mom, like, frantically cleaning something and, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Scrubbing the floor scrub, with scrub, bleach. Scrub. Right, which is always a good sign. Um, and then later that evening, she, like, feeds them a story as to, like, this is the last time you guys saw Gary, if anybody asks, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and he then went to late- go buy fighting roosters and you had spaghetti for dinner. Yeah. Like, just fucking just so you coaching know. her kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Great, great touch there. So then she tells her kids to stay in their room that night. But one of them comes out, I guess, because, you know, go to the bathroom or something and sees her mom literally, like, moving his body. Like, she sees his boots in a tarp. Like, she sees them him her moving his body basically and yeah, yeah, yeah. her and chris clump yes chris clump and he um, moves in two days after, after this he... dude goes missing yeah she is without a doubt just mm, 
the, she's the most. She's so bad. She is so bad. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Just divorce him. Just leave. Just leave. You don't have to kill him. Just divorce him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Okay, so after all oh, of this yeah. ha- go ahead you go ahead um one of the important things i guess before this is that uh gary brought a rifle over to his friend's house oh yeah 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 and he said she pointed this at me and um pulled the trigger she put it in my belly and pulled the trigger thank goodness it wasn't loaded and the dude fucking opened it and there was just a dud shell in there that had gunpowder and like could have fired and she was like actively trying to kill him and then he was went missing yeah, you, she tried to kill you. You just don't know it, but she tried to kill you, mm-hmm. um, which is why would you stick a, a gun in someone's like a real gun in someone's belly and pull the trigger like as a joke? That's not even. No, um, I don't know. even if it's not loaded, it's not cool. Um, not that this anything about this lady is cool <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so after all this happens, Lena started kind of like growing distant from everyone and kind of hostile. Um, and she kind of refused to, t- um, cooperate with law enforcement, um, and, um, encouraged her younger sisters to not say anything either because that her theory was if she gets in trouble, we're all going to go in foster care. There's six of us. We're all going to go missing and we'll never see each other again, which is probably mm-hmm. true. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I get that. Like, I do not fault Lena in any of no. this. She was groomed from a very, very early age being the oldest daughter to, basically raise her siblings and deal with her mom's literal bullshit literal bullshit yeah um but finally when lena turns 17 she kind of starts everything is really weighing heavily on her and she decides she needs to tell somebody what she knows about gary so she decides to go and talk to albert who gary's brother her old stepfather somebody she had a lot of respect for and basically told her him every single thing that she did in terms of how she was killed where he was disposed of how he was disposed of um and actually albert recorded her saying all of this um Mm -hmm. which was good thinking on albert's part yeah she god the most disturbing part of that was where she was saying that she burned the tips of her fingers picking up the bones and the ashes (sighs) like her mom had such fucking control over them yeah it's it's disgusting yeah she had to be so young at that point in time. Like, how old was she? Like, 12, 13? Yeah, 15, yeah. She was, like, like a that. young teenager. Yeah. And um, her, they moved to St. Louis, and she got a boyfriend. And she then started doing drugs and alcohol. And mm-hmm. apparently he was the one who said, hey, you should tell someone. Yeah, yeah. People were missing Gary. Yeah, you should tell someone. So yeah. she tells Albert. He records it. Um, Lena claims, like I said, that he's been completely burnt and there's like no evidence. Like you'll never find anything of him because he's gone. Um, and when, so Albert, you know, gives this information to the police, gives him the recording, all that kind of stuff. But then of course, Sandy lawyers up and somehow convinces Lena to recant this statement. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And because she's under 18, she can't be like subpoenaed or anything. She's a minor. So so, yeah, it can't be used, even though it li- like that is 100 percent what happened. Like, there's no doubt. Like, Mm-mm. she would not just lie about that. It's clear like that that actually happened. Her sister's stories corroborated. It's clear that that's the, the truth. fact that her mom fucking killed her for it. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, and we'll get get into that because it gets even more fucked up after all this because <laughs> so Lena tells her sister Brandy about everything that happened with Gar- with Gary, um, and so then Brandy kind of confronts her mom about it, and her mom and Chris Klemp basically drive her out, in, like in the middle of nowhere, and Chris points a gun to her and is about to shoot her for what he know for what she knows. But then, like, basically, Brandy ended up using his her mom as, like, a human shield almost, which was, like, mm-hmm. a brilliant move. And mm-hmm. her mom finally was like, yeah, you can't kill her. She's my baby. And it's like, what? Okay. Yeah, it's like, and he's like, oh, okay. He's just like, like, okay. He's like, I don't want to kill her. You wanted me to kill her for you, yeah. obviously. Yeah. God, yeah. So, yeah, and then there was that other, I can't remember what happened in this part, but where they were talking about how he said to, like, his friend or his sister, he's like, I can't worry about this. I've got to worry about killing a man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, she wasn't even trying to, like, cover up what the fuck she was doing. I know. Everybody was just the fucking worst in this. Um, But, okay, so then once she was able to testify against her mom, which is when you turn 21, supposedly. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what yeah. this law is. But, I don't know. Um, she, they got court summons in 2006. But she, she had, had missing. already gone missing, which, Jesus, you should have, there should be somebody that go check on people who try and <laughs> tell yeah. these things. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, she, she was missing. Like her mom said, she ran away to Florida and, which is obviously bullshit to everyone and abandoned her son Coulter and Sandy actually filed abandonment charges against Lena so she could get custody of Coulter and she did. And her sisters even say like, the motivation for getting rid of Lena, it was definitely first and foremost because she knew what happened to Gary and she could testify against her, but also because Sandy wanted her child. Like she, he want, she wanted to be a mom to Coulter. She loved that he was a boy and she didn't have a boy. She'd always wanted boys. It's so fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. And she still like, has custody of him. Like yeah. that's the thing that fucks me up so much. She still has him. Yeah, and I can tell you that she is probably not saying any nice things or maybe has even, like, told him about his mom. Yeah, who knows? Like, he could, like, think that Sandy's really his mom and have no idea because he was really young when Lena went missing. He was, like, two and a half when she went missing. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy to me. Oh, and the shit that really fucked me up was the older, like, I think the next oldest sister was putting up missing person posters and mm-hmm. then Sandy was paying the youngest sister $5 a poster to take them down. What the fuck? It's What the fuck? It's so fucked up. And well that's the thing is I don't really understand is like why weren't so they were found they were in court they were found responsible for Gary's death. But like they were supposed to pay like 7 million dollars to the McCullough family but they haven't paid anything but like why didn't they go to jail for that? I don't understand. I think it was civil instead of criminal. Oh. So they sued them for wrongful death. And civil law is a lot. Um, has like a lower... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? So like in a, re- in a regular criminal court, you have to prove beyond a doubt, essentially, mm-hmm. right. that somebody is guilty or innocent. Um, or is guilty, rather. You're presumed innocent, supposedly. Right. Um, and right. then in civil, the it's just, does this seem Likely. like it could have happened, yeah. essentially. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah, that pisses me off, though, because they, like, I just, I just don't understand how they could not have been punished for, in any way for Gary's death. And then 
she's I just don't understand how she still has custody of Coulter when it's like so clear to everybody that she has killed multiple people, including her own fucking daughter. I mean, Coulter has to be he's gonna be seventeen this year. Jesus Christ. So maybe we'll get a follow up when he decides that he wants to talk to the press yeah. when he turns eighteen. That would be awesome because I I cannot imagine. And the fact the fact that when they were at that farm, they lived at the farm at the very end, mm-hmm. um, Sandy and Chris lived there, and Sandy told one of the girls that she buried her dog there, that she had already buried her dog at the last place, and God, like, yeah. she just loves fucking with them, too. She like does. She That's knows it. that they know that she did it. Exactly. That's the worst part, is, like, she's ugh, she's she's a horrible human being, like... She's, like, thriving on this fucking destruction she's wreaking, which, I mean, should have seen it coming if she's just fucking brothers and married men. Yeah, I know. It's just, that's just how she is, I guess, but, uh... Escalation, man. She should not have custody of her fucking grandson. That's all I have to say. Mm -mm. I hope he gets a really good therapist next year. Yeah, me too. He's gonna need it. Everyone in this family needs it. Like, that... I cannot imagine being one of Lena's sisters and just had like living with all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that like you're, uh, you know, a pretty good stepfather of yours was murdered by your mm-hmm. own mother for no reason. Like if it was like Dixie chicks, Earl had to die. Sure. You can totally get through your mom <laughs> murdering an abusive stepfather. Right. But he just filed but, for divorce. Like, he yeah, just wanted he was to leave. just like, I'm not taking your shit anymore. Yeah. And then, so that also like, has pulled them away from Albert, who was their other really good mm-hmm. stepfather, because it was his brother. Right. Like, she's just, you know, continuing to isolate her children and abuse them, even though she doesn't have any parental control anymore. Yeah, it's it's so fucked up. This episode pissed me off more than... I think this one's the one that made me the most mad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> God, maybe Dateline will go and talk to Sandy. That would be amazing. I would love to watch that. Pull a Lori Vallow on her. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Well, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have to say. But I I loved these episodes. I loved all six of them. Mm-hmm. I thought, thought they were all really well done and really interesting. And I'm so excited for the next six to come out. And I'm sure we'll talk about them on here when they oh, do. Oh, yeah. I am so excited that people are actually, like, sending in tips and stuff for this. Yeah. Man, I want this shit. I want this shit solved. I know, right? That's that's the cool thing about these type of cases and like publicizing them so much is that like eventually somebody is going to see these things and that knows something or knows somebody who knows something and it's just yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Someone knows something. Exactly. Not an ad for someone knows something. <laughs> Not sponsor. Not sponsor, but that is a great podcast. Yeah, it is. I yeah, it's good. God, I love podcasts. I'm glad we do one. I'm glad we do one, too. Isn't it nice? Isn't it fun? (laughs) This is what quarantine has made me. I'm earnest. (sighs) (laughs) Who's earnest? I don't know. Someone it's important to be. (laughs) Oh, we love a good Oscar Wilde joke. All right, everyone. So I think that's it for today. Um, But yeah, we hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to contact us at all, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon. We are TV Literate on all of those platforms. And you can also email us at tvliterate at gmail.com. What else am I supposed to say? Whatever you want. 
Oh, okay. I was like, I, you, you did all the things. Like, usually we each do half of that. I know. I'm sorry. I just, just, I just did it. I just went through it all. Okay. I'm so sorry. Bye, bitches. We love you. We love you. Wear a mask. Stay home. Stay safe. Um, don't get the COVID. I am Megan. And I am Jillian. And we are TV Literate.